Welcome to the Word Ministry of Resurrection Church, where Dr. Joseph G. Matera is the senior pastor and presiding bishop. We trust that the following message will be a blessing. Open up your hearts and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you through the preaching and teaching of one of God's choice servants. Hey family, I hope you're ready for the Word. Today, I want to talk about seven traits of the biblically woke person. The term woke has been popularized lately in the past several months. And uh, as with many other sayings and phrases, they've been co-opted from the Bible. Many non-Christian groups brand their particular causes with biblical principles. And, uh, And so this term woke is nothing new. As a matter of fact, it tells us in Genesis chapter 3 that after they ate of the fruit of the tree, Adam and Eve's eyes were open and able to tell the difference between good and evil. Even Satan said to them, God doesn't want you to eat this tree because if you do, your eyes will be opened. It's, in other words, you'll be woke. And so this is uh, nothing new, this term, Uh, And so I want to talk about what does the Bible mean about being biblically woke? It tells us that our salvation is nearer to us when we first believe, Romans 13, 11. And before that, it says, and the hour has come to wake from our slumber. Wow. We need to understand what the Bible says. Otherwise, we're going to be unwoke or in slumber without knowing it. So here we go. Here's seven traits of biblically woke people. Hope you're ready for this. Number one, they have been born from above. Biblically woke people are born from above. Another translation says born again. Jesus told Nicodemus, unless you are born from above or born anew, you will not what? See the kingdom You won't have the kingdom glasses on to see his reign and his rule. And so if someone hasn't yet experienced the supernatural regeneration in their heart, it's impossible to see the lordship of Christ. It's impossible for them to believe. It's impossible for them to enter that new dimension, that reality of the reign of God, that that fourth dimension, if you will, of the kingdom. They can't see it unless they're woke inside. They have to be born again to see the kingdom. The second trait that shows that somebody is biblically woke is they view the world by God's perspective instead of man's perspective. And Jesus said in Luke chapter 11, are you ready? Verse 34, 35, Jesus said, the lamp of the body is the eye. The lamp of the body is the eye. And if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Now, someone might think, well, is he talking about the physical eye? Well, let's continue reading. Therefore, take heed that the light that is in you is not darkness. Well, he can't be talking about the physical eye because how can the light, meaning the rays of the sun, come into my physical eye and be darkness? He's not talking about physical emanation of light. He is referring to our worldview. He's talking about our perspective. If the way 
you see the world is dark, meaning it is based on anything other than the Word of God, then your whole body or everything you do, your heart, your mind, your soul, your actions will be of this world, of the kingdom of darkness. So Jesus was not merely referring to the physical eye, but the perspective of people. Why? Because the eye is the gate of the soul that enables a person to observe the world and make judgments concerning it. When the eye gate is dark, that is to say, without divine illumination, then a person's whole body will be filled with darkness. Everybody in the world has a world view, a perspective, a lens in which they view the world. If you have sunglasses on and they're red or they're green or they're dark, you're going to see the world through that color. Everything's going to look dark or green or yellow or whatever that uh, tint is. Well, that's how it is with your worldview, your philosophy, your assumptions, your basic assumptions frame all data, all facts that come to you. That's why uh, the news, uh, based on whether they're conservative or liberal, will view the same thing, interpret it differently, have a different headline. One time I read the New York Post and then I read the uh, New York Times and I thought, my God, I can't believe they're describing the same exact episode with the president because they have two different ways of telling the same story. Why? Because they have two different worldviews that determine how they interpret data. And so a biblically woke person has the worldview or life perspective based on the reign of God. They think God's thoughts instead of their own, based on his word, instead of the world's perspective and value system. Psalm 119, 130 states, the entrance of God's word gives light. If we want to be biblically woke, we have to allow the word of God place in our life. We have to meditate on the word. We have to give opportunity for the word. We have to spend time in the word. And the word of God gives light. It's not talking about physical light. It's talking about illuminating our souls so that we could see things the way God does. That's why Paul states that all believers were once darkness before they were biblically woke. He said they are light in the world, Ephesians 5, 8. Let's go to the third trait of biblically woke people. Biblically woke people not only have the right perspective, but they expose the wrong perspective. They expose the works of darkness. According to Ephesians 5.11, Christ followers are called to speak out against the darkness and bring it to the light. Paul says, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. So people don't want to come to the darkness because the darkness will be exposed. Jesus said in John chapter 3, if you are biblically woke, you will not be captive to the groupthink of the world, but you will live contrary to it, and not only live contrary to it, you will expose its lies by speaking the truth in love. If all you do is echo what popular culture says and believes, chances are you are not biblically woke from God's perspective. The fourth trait of a biblically woke person is they no longer pattern their life after those who live in darkness. So we saw the first point is that they see the kingdom and through that kingdom lens, 
their life begins to change because they start to see the world through God's perspective, Luke 11, 34, 35. Number three, they begin to expose the works of darkness. And here, number four, woke people no longer pattern their life after those living in darkness. Ephesians 4, 17 and 18 commands us to no longer live the way the Gentiles do. The Gentiles are those outside of the covenant. And it says, you must no longer walk as the Gentiles walk in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God that is in them because of the ignorance due to the hardness of their heart. And so he's saying, we're not only supposed to not think like Gentiles, we're not only supposed to not uh, do what they do, and we're supposed to expose it, but we're also not to walk a life the way they do. You say you're a Christian on Sunday, but walk like the heathen on Monday, then you're not biblically woke. And the reason why people live a certain way outside of God's alignment in rebellion against God is because their intellect or their reason is darkened, it says in Ephesians 4, which means they live outside of the light of God's truth. And the reason for that is they have blindness in their heart. Wow, Ephesians 4, 17 and 18 is so powerful. So consequently, woke people not only speak the truth, but they embody the truth with their lifestyles, the light of the world. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 to 16, where Jesus said, you are the light of the world, you are the salt of the earth. Number five, biblically woke people no longer live for themselves, but for Christ. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 15, that Jesus died for all, that we who live should no longer live for ourselves, but for Christ who died and rose again. Those who are truly Christians, those who have truly encountered God are not enamored by anything else the world has to offer them. Consequently, they do what Jesus said. He says that if you would love your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you will find it. We'll take up our cross. We'll deny ourselves. Why? Because once you found that pearl of great price, you sell everything you have to have that pearl. God becomes our pearl. Biblically woke people do not live for themselves, for their pleasures, for their own convenience, for their own uh, safety. They live for him who died for them and rose again. That's the proof you're biblically woke. The sixth trait of biblically woke people is they're looking for a heavenly city. We understand that all the world offers us is like a vapor. It's like smoke. It's here today. It's gone in a few minutes. You don't know what tomorrow will bring, James said in chapter 4. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will do this and that. We would be like Abraham who endured the challenges of this present world because he saw the promises of God yet to be fulfilled and waited for the looming city of God. We find that in Hebrews 11, verse 10 to 16. It says he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And then it goes on to say about other heroes of the faith. They all died in faith, not having received the things promised but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. 
If they had been thinking of that land which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. If they wanted to backslide, they would. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Not meaning just to go to heaven, but a country that it has a perspective of heaven. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. We are waiting for a new heaven and a new earth, not just a new heaven. We're participating God, with God right now in the renewal of all things, even earth included. So they're like Moses, the biblically woke people are enduring threats by the Pharaoh, by the powers that be, like Moses endured those threats because he saw him who was invisible. Hebrews eleven twenty seven. Thus, if somebody is a biblically woke Christian, they will surrender their life fully to the pleasures, uh, from the pleasures of the world, and they will have uh, an awakening towards the things of God. They will leave the desire for the things of the natural world that impede their progress with God. We have to look to the city whose foundations and maker is God. We look for a heavenly, directed and heavenly perspective people and city. And we feel like strangers here when the world celebrates what they celebrate. You're not weird if you don't want to celebrate the values of the world. As a matter of fact, that's a certain sign that you are biblically woke. Last but not least, the seventh sign that you're biblically woke, you're not afraid of physical death. Paul the Apostle said that the gospel abolished death. Can you imagine? And he brought life and light to, uh, through the gospel, life and immortality was brought to light. Wow, meaning you're woke. You're no longer afraid of death. You're not wondering what's beyond this world. You're not afraid of what's yet to come because he already abolished death. He already brought you life. You're already experiencing heaven and paradise in your soul by the presence of God and by the salvation he gave you. He brought life and immortality to light. In other words, you already know that you're going to live forever. There's no fear of the unknown. That's 2 Timothy 1.10. Hence, those who walk with God should no longer fear death because those who live and believe in Christ shall never die. Jesus said, if you don't believe in me, you'll die in my sins. He said that in John 8, 51. But he who believes in me shall never taste death. In that same passage, in John 11, he says, he who lives and believes in me shall never see death. Wow. Uh, that's so powerful. Paul was so immersed in the Messiah that he didn't even know if he wanted to live on this earth or depart and be with Christ because he said departing and being with Christ is better than living in this world. That's Philippians 1, 23 and 24. And so if you're afraid to die, that's a sure sign that you may not be fully woke and you need to make sure you're fully alive to God. In closing, we need to have a true biblical awakening based on the light of the knowledge of the glory of God who is in the face of Christ. We need to be filled with woke Christians. We need to be filled with people who see things the way God sees them. We need to see things through the eyes of our heart that has been regenerated. We need to understand that the only way we're going to have God's perspective is if we experience the renewal of our mind, the transformation of our mind, 
and not being conformed to this world, as it says in Romans 12, 1 and 2. So I pray that you would think the way God thinks. I pray that you'd be truly woke. I pray that your light would shine before men. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you would help everybody in the church to be fully biblically woke, that we would have our eyes enlightened, that we may know the hope of our calling in you and the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe, that we would understand you and your ways, that you'd open our eyes. The entrance of your word gives light, that we would not be like those who are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God due to the ignorance because of the blindness of their heart. But Father, your church is not like that. Help us to put on Christ, which according to your image and likeness makes us holy. And we would not be unwoke, unwise, but wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Oh God, that we would not walk and talk about the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them because it's been high time that we live for you because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Help us as a church to awake from our slumber in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord, then you're still in darkness. You are unwoke. Doesn't matter if you go to church. Doesn't matter if you were baptized as a baby. Doesn't matter if you were baptized as an adult. It doesn't matter if you receive communion every week. If Jesus Christ is not in your heart, and that's what Paul said is the litmus test in 2 Corinthians 13. He said, check yourself, examine yourself. Christ is in you unless you fail the test, unless you're an infidel, unless you don't know Christ. And so don't say you know Christ because you know about Christ. Don't say you know Christ because you go to a physical building. Don't say you know Christ because you watch an online service. Don't say you know Christ because uh, you say that you believe that he died and rose. You need to be born again, born from above. You need to receive Jesus Christ, which is not a mere doctrine or a mere confession. It's giving your life to him as your Lord believing that he died and rose, asking him to come in your life. As many as received him, the Bible says, to them he gave them the right to become the children of God, who were born not of flesh and blood or the will of men, but born from above, born from God. Will you be born again today? Will you be born from above? Why don't you ask Jesus Christ in your life? I didn't ask you if you knew about God. I didn't even ask you if you believed in God. Even the devil believes in God and trembles. But have you given your life to God? Have you experienced that softening and renewing of your heart and mind so that if you have a new life, you're born from above? If you want that today, why don't you pray this prayer? Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. Come in my life. I thank you, God, that you will forgive me for my sins. I speak it out loud with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my Lord from this time on. I believe in my heart that you're alive, that you rose from the dead. And I'm going to tell somebody else that I believe in you.
Thank you that whoever calls on your name will be saved. Give me your Holy Spirit that I could follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you just made the most important decision in your life, but now, in the words of Jesus, if you continue in his word, then you are really his disciples. Disciple means a student of his. You're disciplined to follow him. And he said, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. If you really want to be free, you have to follow him now that you made a decision for him. We want to connect with you. We want to help you in your new journey as a baby Christian, because you were just born from above. You're a newborn babe, and you need spiritual parents to help guide you and nurture you and feed you. And so on the screen, you're going to see how to connect with us. Please let us know what happened, and we'll connect you with a nearby church if you're not near us. We'd love to meet you one day, and we hope and pray that we will see you in eternity with the Father in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. We trust that you were blessed. For more information regarding our church, please go to our website at www.resurrectionchurchofny.com or call 718 436 extension zero.